Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. The first podcast from your new house. (laughs) Well, I need to start off by apologising because I'm currently sitting in a very empty room surrounded by boxes and I know it's a bit echoey, so I'm sorry about the sound today. But um, it's taken me an hour to locate laptop and then I was like, I've got my laptop. And I was like... Where's my charger? Oh God, where's the microphone? Oh no, the kids started screaming, Dozer's not back. And I'm like, this is not going to go well. So I'm really sorry about this, but I'm here. We made it. I, do you know what? It doesn't sound too echoey. And I'm so, how, like, how are you recording the day after you moved in? Like internet, you've got, you're all we've set We've got no up. internet. No, we've oh, got no you've... internet. I'm tethering my phone to it. This is real, this is real commitment here, guys. <laughs> so it could drop off at any moment. Do you know what though, Georgia? It is so nice to be in our house. I can't tell you how long I've waited to do this. And, and now it's, and now it's happening. And to be honest with you, I, I did feel, I, f- I feel like this is quite common because I was speaking to a couple of friends when we came to see the house before we had any of our stuff in it, it, sh- it was so empty. And I was like, oh my God, what have we done? You know, it just looked really sad and yeah, I did, I it was a rainy mean. day and I was like, oh no. But now already I've been unpacking the last 24 hours. I've done the kitchen, I've done the bathroom, like the kids are kind of setting up, you know, it's just feeling like home already. And I yeah. slept through for the first time in months last night. that's a good sign isn't it it's because getting married and moving house is the most stressful thing you will ever do in your life and that's because you've just done it so yeah there we go yeah Yeah. but I'm okay I'm quite chilled I'm drinking a lot of alcohol but um (laughs) did you see my insta stories how amazing are my shelves looking I know I mean I'm I am a bit concerned that we've like personality swapped because after this I'm going to the pub and (laughs) Zoe's organizing shelves and baking at the weekend I mean (laughs) yeah yeah uh, we we need to somehow like knock heads and swap back at some point don't worry I plan on getting quite (laughs) shit-faced tonight so it'll be fine I'll be back tomorrow irresponsible self before you know it (laughs) how are you I'm all right I'm fine um this is the end of my working week today so that's nice um I'm with Gigi tomorrow um I'm actually I've got that's not so nice that's not so great um I've got babysitter in the other room (laughs) taking like getting the kids to bed hopefully so again apologies if you can hear like screaming (laughs) judgy james isn't here 
it's just a juggle, isn't it? I mean, it really is a proper proper juggle. Big time, big time. But you know what? I feel like we're flying the flag for that. And, you know, this this Q&A that we're doing today, we actually recorded this a couple of months back and it's all around business. And I think you and I, George, you know, we massively promote that here at Made by Mamas. And that is not necessarily the corporate world, nine to five. That no. might be a business that you're doing from home, like Georgia and I, or, you know, something that you're doing with your mate or whatever it is, whatever it looks like to you, creating a business out of being parents like we did. Um, yeah. You know, as long as you're finding something that you love and you're able to do it around all of your other millions of things, I just think it's so great. I know exactly and you know what is so the hardest thing is starting and Mm. we I mean we would never have imagined that we you know however many years on three years on we'd have a podcast out twice a week we'd have built up such an amazing community um I think that's the thing isn't it you just got to start like if you've got an idea it doesn't matter if it's perfect doesn't it's literally like just start like that's the hardest thing to do is just ripping the ripping the bandage off or ripping the plaster off whatever it is I don't know the saying ripping Um, the bandage off and getting it tangled all around your legs and arms yeah I mean don't do that just what I mean is just get (laughs) Just get stuck in. (laughs) Well, you and I, let's be honest here. We started in 2018. We formed the business. Um, That was kind of when we officially sort of launched. And really, 2017, 2018, we weren't earning any money for the first couple of years. It was a real labor of love. And actually, I think what's great about, you know, you and I, George, is that And for anybody listening that's thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I can do it, you you spur me on and hopefully I do the same for you. I don't think I could do it by myself. I hats off to anybody that is running a business on their own because I mean, you just, I find it impossible to do everything. It's like together we make one brain. We're like Ren and Stimpy, aren't we? (laughs) I love love all our analogies tonight. (laughs) I mean, do you know what? No, it's so true. I wouldn't be able to do it myself. I know Mm. I wouldn't be motivated to do something by Mm. myself. I don't think. I think it's, and also as parents, it's so nice to have somebody else to bounce off of, yeah. especially, you know, like stuff does happen, like kids get sick, kids are unpredictable. And if you've got somebody else kind of who's got your back, who understands the position you're in, it just, it just works, it works so much better. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of fear around, um, you know, there definitely was for me when I had when I had Luna about getting back into the working world. You know, I was terrified about you know whether I would have the mental capacity to be able to do my job, whether people would look at me in, in the same way, whether I would still be booked for the job for the jobs that I was being booked for before. I carried around a lot of fear around it, and I think that's a lot of mothers' realities actually. Yeah. Um, and so this, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time in my whole life that I am creating something that I have complete control over with the. Person person that I adore you we're completely on the same wavelength in that in that sort of arena but nobody else is saying to me oh you can't do that because of x y and z or you know no you you can't go and pick your kid up from school because you've got to be here doing this it's like we make up the rules and I think if you are thinking about starting something because you, you know you can't be put in a box because of your setup at home yeah you know a great a great chance to do it now because of the whole way that the, the working world has changed yeah absolutely and if you are on mat leave now I think there's 
quite a lot of pressure sometimes, isn't there, to like come up with your business idea while you're on mat leave. Mm. Um, And, you know, it doesn't always work like that. But Mm. I do think that if you have got an idea and you're on mat leave and you could maybe do just a couple of things to make those first steps, Mm. um, now, now is the time. And it's almost like time to take the plunge. You might have already like had to take, you know, a salary cut being on mat leave. So if you're going to do it, it's probably good to just do it now and just kind of strike while the iron's hot and while you're already kind of having to I guess cut back on things and yeah yeah because it's hard once you go and go back into work or go back into like a secure job it's very difficult um to leave yeah um, but it's not impossible it's really it's not, not. Impossible. I mean I did it yeah so yeah and also I think that the little you know the little ideas which you might think oh that's not a business idea it, it, it's like a seed that you plant without trying to sound cheesy. It's, it's you know, we, we is it Hackney Brownies or Hackney Kitchen? I think she started yeah, sort of cooking Hackney on... Hackney Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, and she made these incredible brownies. Now she's got this amazing business where she's, you know, making... You know, hundreds of brownies every single week and, and sending them out to people and it's just it's just those little ideas that you might think don't have legs just give it you know maybe give it a whirl and also like our guest that we're going to chat to yeah. in a minute some of those little ideas turn into massive massive ideas and yeah. end up in the hands of people like Beyonce um, yeah so true right <laughs> I mean the lady that we're talking to today Lucy um, she is the founder of Never Fully Dressed now, Never Fully Dressed is a brand that Georgia and I, I'm sure you guys have heard of her, heard of them as well. Um, she makes the most insane clothes. What about those prints? Oh, on the I know. Dresses. There's been so many things that she's just been known for. Like, was it the wrap mm. skirts at first yeah. that you could wear in so many different ways? And now on their website, they always have, they always kind of show, oh, this is breastfeeding friendly and this is bump friendly. And I just really love the way they do that. And also just it's not like anything else like no. their dresses are not like anything else on the high street you almost know even just by looking at someone oh that's from never fully dressed yeah that, totally. oh yeah that's yeah I love Lucy's story as well George because she started off um working with her parents on a market stall in London yeah. she was in East London she used to go down there every weekend she was literally on a market stall like loved clothes was really involved with you know fabrics and prints and everything from a really early age and then just basically got a sewing machine out and was like I can do this and now her business well I mean it's global and she's just launched um her mini me business as well so oh, there's an amazing children's wear range there as well it's so cute it is so cute I've actually ordered a few bits for me and Gigi um <laughs> I'll bet you of have. course of I course if I could get Axel in a dress, then I'll do that as well. But I don't think he's up for that anymore. Um, but yeah, do you know what? She's really inspiring. She's not afraid of hard work. And I think that really comes across. You know, she is super ambitious. Um, she, yeah, she just gives it her all. And hopefully we ask lots, we ask her lots of questions. Hopefully some of it will be really useful for you if you are you know if you are wanting to start a business or just interested in business um so yeah should we get into it So Georgia and I love chatting to amazing, inspiring parents on this podcast. In fact, we were saying this yesterday that it really uh, makes us want to up our game more when we chat to all these incredible people. And today, uh, the lady that we're chatting to, basically, she's the ultimate mum boss. Uh, She started her now global company back in 2009. She dresses some of the most amazing women in the world. Uh, She's got three children under four, um, which just saying it out loud makes me feel slightly sick. Uh, Today, we 
are talking to Lucy Aylen from Never Fully Dressed. Have I said your surname right? Amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You can keep talking. Yeah. That was all amazing. As I say, I just... <laughs> I'll sit back and listen to that again, yeah. (laughs) Um, Lucy, for those who don't know your background and how you started the business, can you just kind of take us back to where it all started, how you started and, you know, your story? Um, Yeah, I used to want to act. And then, like most unemployed actresses or actors, whatever, you have to then look for another job. So I was a waitress for a bit. And then my mum said I need to do something proper, really. So I was living at home at the time and turned her loft into our office where I used to sew little bits. I've always been creative, so I used to make clothes. And my parents were market traders, so I was brought up like down the Roman in the East End or Walthamstow or whatever at the market. So I just had that in my blood, I think, naturally. And I started at Portobello Road, Spitalfields, just selling kind of customised bits and bobs. At that time, I still used to, for a few years actually, while I had the market I think I was really focused and then after that this was before social media so we kind of grew with Instagram and stuff that came about a couple of years later but I think I was still in and out of it and then again my mum was like you're devaluing my house you need to get out of the loft (laughs) and dragging suitcases up and down like threadbare stairs after years she was like you've got to get out so we took a little shop and to me I didn't want a shop but if the front of the shop paid for the rent and we could just use that as an office and that was a bonus so that was about five I don't count last year so without that there was about five years ago and um from then it's just grown from strength to strength really and I say really grown with social media and how we use that and our community that we have there I think that's where we've seen um our growth really and who we can reach um, what was life like for you, like growing up on a, a kind of, you know, in a market, on a market stall? Was that every weekend? You know, your parents must have worked their socks off. So what was that yeah. experience like for you? That's what I always say. I think I'm not the best designer. I'm not the best at anything. But I was just brought up, like, learning how to work hard. Like, my yeah. older, I'm one of five, but my older brother and sister as well have just worked so hard. I've got younger twins as well. But um, it was just fun, really. Like, there was no... There was no choice. Do you know what I mean? Like my mum just worked every day. I'll have someone different picking me up from school every day, but you didn't care. You never felt sorry for yourself then. Whereas, yeah, it was just, it is what it is. So we just grew up and there'd be like spare tills in a, the back of the shop and you'd just sit there looking forward to, I used to be in like the kids club at Burger King or all of these <laughs> unhealthy things that nowadays you would never send your kid to like a fast food kids club. But you did, um, <laughs> That's amazing. I used to go and spend loads of money on the, you know, the photo machines in Woolworths. Yes. I used to go and do that every Saturday. That was like the best thing to do in the day. I used to play shops and yeah, it was quite fun, I suppose. You never, you never thought about it. It just, it was what it was. So when you, you know, you had your first baby, how did you juggle it? Like, you know, you're pregnant, you're having a baby, you're going through like all those emotions of being a first time mum and then growing a business on the side. What did that look like? Did you, how did you, did you get help? Like, how, how did you manage it? I, I was trying to, I had it in my head. I was adamant I wanted a Spanish nanny so he could be, bilingual not that I even speak Spanish or anything at all so I struggled with childcare because I was really had it in my head that I wanted to find this certain person um which I didn't I think that was probably the hardest child obviously one I think it gets relatively easier as you have more maybe until you get to like seven or I don't know but um that first one I think the business wasn't as 
financially stable then either. So, so say four years ago, obviously I was pregnant for a, a year. It was just at the like a, a bit of a turning point. So I couldn't afford help, but like for a nanny or those costs were still quite high for us. I was I moved house at that time as well. So I moved into like an absolute project, which is still going. Yeah, and you didn't have the support. Whereas now, so I've got an amazing nanny, or I've got amazing staff, and a, a bigger support network that I can rely on for other things. Whereas then I didn't. So yeah, you just again, you just juggle it. Really, he came to he came to work a lot with me, to be honest. So he'd just Did come he? in. I'd have a little bouncer at work, and you just. It was when he like got started to get bored with playing with a bunch of keys that I thought, okay, I've got to look at maybe. Yeah, nurseries and stuff for him. Yeah, I think, do you know what? So many of us feel really guilty when we become parents um, about going out to work and leaving the kids, like, as you say, like in kids clubs or in the creche or at nursery. And actually, like, you're living proof that, you know, working hard and showing your kids how to work hard, actually, like, that, there is no bigger gift that you can give them. No, I do. I do think it's a different a different kind of education. A little bit now, I think the last year, kids, again, have had a different education. If they're not at school, they're not learning so much the set history and geography, but they might be learning how to bake with their mum or how to do the, the washing and things like that. Yeah. We never learn. Do you know what I mean before? That's not in the curriculum, which I think we should address, but like how to change a plug or do wash the car. I don't know. All of those things, I think, come in into a different education that maybe we've gone back in time that is just as valuable. Yeah. No. So tell us a little bit about the children's wear. We, we want to get on to, you know, your tips for starting a business, but I think people would like to hear about the children's wear and what, you know, what the thinking is behind it. Um, just, I think last year, people either got divorced or got pregnant like that it was either you like picked what way to go in your lockdown alcoholic or like gym obsessive so we knew that there would be a baby boom and our core customer is say 30 to 45 plus if anything and and they just are of that age like myself staff um friends, family, like everyone's having kids or have friends who are and around that age. So we just thought it'd be a natural progression. Our, our prints are so fun and just lend themselves to children's wear, I think. So it just felt quite fun. And I think we we tried a few new areas last year and they seem to work well. So for us, it's a small risk. It's not a crazy investment to do. We use a lot of our existing factories and they make smaller versions of the clothing and we'll see how it goes and I guess everyone loves to twin at the moment don't they yeah there's a nice nod so it might be like a a cardigan for mum and then a little baby grow or a a matching swaddling for baby so it's not always exact mini me but I've had a meeting this morning and it's showing the May range and there's like mum girl and like baby and it's just so beautiful I just need to rent like a six-year-old whenever we go out so we can all wear it We'll be back with our guest after this small break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But Lucy, I think particularly this year, there's going to be a lot of parents listening to this who may have been in, you know, sort of normal jobs per se. And now they're thinking, you know, they want to turn their side hustle into a business or they want to start something. What are your tips for someone who is looking to start a business? Yeah, know that that is really what you want to do. Be committed to it. Enjoy it, I think, is number one. I think because if you, especially from the off, if you're resenting it or it becomes yeah you lose that passion I think that's tough to keep it going because there will be days where it's not making money or days where um yeah you've not slept you've been up all night doing stuff I think if you're passionate about it and you're confident in that growth I think that's really key and then also I I think to just aim high really think where you want to go because my I never had a business plan I kind of just started and then okay this was a nice I was quite hand to mouth. It just paid for my living. And then it was only, I say really about five years ago that I thought, okay, where do we want to go with this? How do I work back from that? And I think then we saw much, what's it called, like faster growth. I think, so I think I, I wish I aimed higher back then and committed yeah. to that. I, think I never thought that through. So I think just, just go for it. Do you know what I mean? There's no one else that can do what you've done and don't yet yeah, underestimate that what that you're bringing to the table. I think, again, we've never had investment, so I've never gone down that route of having to pitch to people or whatever. But if people are looking for investment, as a creative, often we don't have that business brain as well. And I think you can – I remember the first meeting – I say we didn't go with it, but the first meeting like that that I had – and I just felt really, it's normally like middle-aged white men that are standing there and you're asking for their money. And it can be intimidating. And you question the thing that you're bringing to the table, but you've got the bit of magic. You've got the product or the the brand or whatever that these people want to make their money and for them, like both parties are going to um, benefit out of this. But I think really just be confident in in, it takes a lot of balls, I think, to start a business and to do that. And a lot of those... Businessy people couldn't do that. I mean, they deal with other people's businesses. So I think it's, um, yeah, just be really confident in yourself and what you've created. It's like two days old, like you've taken that first big step. Um, Lucy, we thought it could be quite fun, seeing as you're now being hailed as like our business guru. We asked our followers to send in their sort of work-related questions. Um, So this is from Victoria. Currently on mat leave, wanting to go freelance is now the time. It's a tough one. I think, one, if you've had mat leave, I think if, if... I know for my friend who's just got a job in the city, like when someone's message, like if they're applying for a job as an employer, I know it's terrible. And I think there should be so much more intervention from the government with this, like to support women getting back into work and providing, like I would love a crash at work to help. But yeah, at the same time, you're flexible now. So I think what else, you, I think it would be tough for you to get go and get a full-time job. You're at home. So 
go for it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's been a really tough year for people, especially if it's their first baby, to have their mat leave. They feel like it's been robbed from them. They've not been able to do the classes and do stuff that they yeah. would have enjoyed. So plunge yourself into that freelance work that you do enjoy. At least get some f- fulfilment there. Nice. Love that. Um, how to manage your workload so that you are not working unreasonable hours. I work 50 plus hours a week. Just be more concise when you work. I feed this back with stuff a lot. And I think that comes, I don't know how old this, like the person who asked this question is, but I think that does come with um, maturity and like experience within your role. So I'm even learning that now. Like there's no point in working 6am till 10 at night if you're not being tight. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people just, they're not concise in what they're doing. So it's actually yeah. they're not, they don't manage their time well at all, whereas they could probably do that day in six hours and get and be so much more efficient. I think people yeah. really struggle with time management. And I say, I do think it comes with experience. I didn't realise maybe I wasn't as good as that before. Now I, I say I'm much tighter with my schedule. Stop yep. waffling. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> be more in, in concise. What you're doing. Yeah. yeah, just be more concise. And you'll, you'll realise you'll shave hours off that day just naturally and you'll feel better yeah. about what you're doing it, it'll be more rewarding yeah I, do you know what I think that's something that we learn when we become parents as well like how to use your time effectively like in those two hour naps like those two hour lunchtime naps the stuff you can get done you've saved is the world on roller skates you've like <laughs> yeah. yeah you you because you don't have the time so you're forced yeah. into making exactly. that decision shall I go to yeah. the toilet shall I shower like <laughs> yeah yeah which is the priority yeah but you do and then you make that decision whereas sometimes in work where you have all that time you feel like it's a bit of a luxury but it's not it's quite detrimental I think and and you're not working as well yeah as efficiently absolutely um this this is an interesting one it's something that I talk about with my friends a lot and I wonder if you 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 know you have these conversations too Kids are real. Which parent takes the time off work? <laughs> My, to be honest, mine would be the dad, I think, because yeah. in our setup, like it's easier. Sometimes I might have meetings or shoots, which is too costly for me not to be on. Whereas right, yeah. what happens a roofer, he, like it's quite manual. So, yeah, it's still annoying for him, but he could move a job about easier yes. than myself. But Again, I think it just depends on your setup, and it, the answer would come naturally to whatever your relationship was. Like my brother, I was saying in a meeting earlier, like my brother's never changed a nappy in his life. He's got three girls, whereas my husband's always been hands on. I think when I used to have to travel with work before we had a nanny, he would just have the kids like day and night. So, yeah, I think you you know the answer in your gut. I think yeah, you work what works for your family. Does any stuff come up for him around that, or is he totally one hundred percent on board with it? I think I think it's tough because I think my sister's the same. My sister, um, our husbands will be annoyed saying that, but like we're both the breadwinners in the relationships. Like they both have yeah. good jobs as well and work hard. But I do think there is something. I mean, we've never really discussed this, my husband. And I. This is like <laughs> our therapy session right now. But like, there must be something emasculating in that for him. And my sister and, and I do struggle sometimes. I say with our partners that I think there is something for them that, of course, it's yeah. traditional that man would want to be that provider. Um, so I think subconsciously there must be things that arise within that. But in our setup, my husband knows that financially for us as a family, that would be more important for me to do my job than him to do his. So we just accept that. Yeah, love that. Sounds mega. <laughs> love this from Rosie. 
Tips for juggling work, toddler and housework. You just got to be, you, I think you kind of answered that with you've got to be more structured, haven't you? Yep. Just give up as well with the housework. Like, <laughs> as long as you've got bleach down the toilet, do you know what I mean? I, I think the amount of times that I'd pick those toys up off the floor and you turn your back and they're just back down there. So I think just don't give yourself a hard time about that. As long as your bathrooms and your kitchen are clean, you're all right. <laughs> Focus on the bathroom and kitchen. Um, so this is something for you with your boss hat. I think a lot of people, when they come back from maternity leave, want to you know, go to their employer and ask for either part-time hours, flexible hours, um, you know, just, just flexible, you know, flexible time. Flexibility, um, yeah. Yeah, how you know, as an employer, how would you want staff to approach this with you? And and what's the best way to do this? I think it's tough. I think, again, I, I really feel strongly that there should be more government intervention with, with getting women back to work. Like I don't understand, say companies like ASOS, where probably the majority are women, why yep. there's crushes and stuff and support. So, I mean, our buyer has had a little girl a couple of months after me and she can bring her baby into work or whatever I think it's different if you can still do your job with children around but I think again working from home has taught us that that kids are about I think just be honest from the off as well I think a lot of there's so much pressure to I think the before you take your mat leave you want to say yeah I'm coming back full time and I'm going to do that but you know that things change after you have your baby so I think just be honest from the off or maybe they do their intention is to come back and then things change, especially if it's their first baby. Maybe they, maybe they don't know that it's going to change. Just be honest with with what you're after. Don't say you want four days when you really want three. Yeah. And if you want three, if, if I want you if I want you enough like working for us, then I'd make it work. But again, I think I've got a different we're not a corporate business like that. And again, the setup the last year has taught us that flexibility can sometimes be the most productive and um, and a fruitful way of working. So, for me, I would, I would, if I want that member of staff, which I do, I value all of our staff. That I'll try and make it work for you. But I think in a more corporate structure, that might be more difficult. I say where men don't relate as much, maybe. I guess it's just about being upfront and honest about what you want, isn't it? And having that conversation with your employer as soon as yeah. you can. Someone started working for us again and she used to work for us and I think it got a bit much before and then she had a second daughter and when she came back to work, she was like, I don't want to be on WhatsApp groups after five o'clock. Like that wouldn't then have suited her her life. So it was like, okay, sweet, then that job isn't right for you, but let's do this. Do you know what I mean? So I think just really being honest with yourself and your boss about what you're looking for. I love that from you. I love your attitude about it as well. It's kind of like, you know what, this is what I want. So hear what I want. And if you don't like what I want, I'm going to go and get something else anyway. So it's you're very ballsy, which I think a lot of people, you know, can take from, which I like. I like you. I like your balls. Your cojones, as they say in Spanish. What sort of things do you do with your husband, i.e., date nights, etc.? How do you keep it special? That's from Molly. Um, actually, my mum. It's my birthday at the weekend. My mum is having the kids like to watch them sleep, so, so we can just sleep. That would be ideal. I remember in between <laughs> lockdowns, um, we had a night off, and like so, we went to a hotel. We were literally in bed by eight, and that was our our treat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was your date so, night. Yeah. To sleep, yeah, to sleep was just the best. We've had quite a lot of questions on mum guilt and how do you deal with the guilt of working full time and, you know, sending your kids to nursery five days a week? This person said, I love work, but I feel bad. Yeah, I struggled 
to relate. Like honestly, I wish, it, but I, I've never really had it. I think with my young, with the baby, I think maybe because I thought she might be my last was the only time I was like, oh, okay, I, I want to yeah. enjoy every moment, and because I don't think I'll have another baby that does those steps. But in a way, I think that's selfish of me. It was just me to enjoy. It wasn't that I felt bad on her that I was going to work because she wouldn't miss me. Do you know what I mean she has a nice day anyway? Yeah. Um, I think it was more I wanted to enjoy that time with her. Yeah. So that's where the guilt come from. But with the boys, I didn't really have. I say the, the kids, as long as they're, like, safe, they're happy. Like, they get on. It's like you take them to all these fancy holidays. If they were just in Benidorm or, like, wherever, just by a – in the sun playing around, they're happy. So yeah. I think just stop putting as much pressure on your on yourself. Like, I say kids enjoy – anything like I mean they've done the same walk for a year now and they still enjoy it they still get their sticks and do their same thing like they're they're not that complicated so I think really don't put that pressure on yourself to to feel bad I think you're teaching them like a, a great work ethic yeah. that will get them much further than singing group I don't know whatever you feel bad that you're not taking them to yeah. I think personally all right, Lucy, so lovely to chat to you. What an absolute treat. Thanks so much for giving us your expertise and your advice. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much. See, the problem is, is that when I speak to people like Lucy, and you and I are exactly the same, we start firing off messages to each other mm. going, what about what about clothing range? Uh, what about skincare? Uh, what about this? And we're like, and then it just goes, <laughs> doesn't it? You're like, I can do it all. I can do it all, which is great. But also, you know, it's kind of, slowly slowly catchy monkey at the same time isn't it but she's so inspiring oh don't but you know what as well like she's so inspiring but it was also nice to listen you know to her talking about dealing with guilt putting your kids into nursery um she's very matter of fact and for sure not everybody's like that it's not you know it's not always as clean cut as that we've both had wobbles haven't we when it's when it's come to like leaving our kids and stuff but it's just it's just nice when you see these successful women and successful parents just to know the backstory and how it works it's not just oh she's got her kids with her she's got a nanny she's got you know there's all these Mm. things that she's put in place that have enabled her to do this um and she's not doing it all you know you can't you can't physically do it all she's got a great support Mm. network around her which is the hardest thing I think which is something that we don't really talk about I mean not me and you we talk about it a lot but people don't tend to talk about how they make their their businesses work in sort of intricate detail when it comes to the kids like somebody asked me the other day like how do you make it work and I'm like well because we've got Lucy Lucy works for us on Wednesdays and Thursdays she does the pickup the school pickup which means that I get to work and I get a bit of extra time when they're not at preschool you know Monday they go to a childminder Nana calls Tuesday I have them Friday afternoons I have them like we just make it work but they're you know I would never be able to do it by myself but it's weird people don't like to put their hands up and go yeah no we've got childcare no there's a thing about like nannies and having Mm. help at home I don't know why it's it's almost like people feel ashamed of it but realistically there's nothing you can do like that you can't you can't physically do it all we all saw that when we were working from home in lockdown it is impossible um and if you can you know if you can get a tiny bit of help I mean I've got bubble babysitter tonight nine pounds an hour um and just here for like three or four hours just to help me like bridge the gap between my day job wanting to get ready by myself you even just stuff like that um I think you know us parents do deserve a little bit of help when we can get it (laughs) 
don't we just yeah. um, now Tuesday's episode is a really special one so we can't wait to share that with you if you do have any questions around today's uh, Q&A please drop us a DM and as always we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast and of course the photos George yeah please keep tagging us where you're listening I absolutely love it when I see kids in front of Peppa Pig mum with the earphones in pretending to watch it but really she's got us in her ears love it yeah I loved um, the one the other day where um, this lovely lady was like yeah I'm listening to Made by Mama's podcast baby's asleep and I've got a McDonald's wrap in the front and I was like now that is a scene that I want to be involved in. it was brilliant it is it is but does it not make you think we maybe need to not swear on these podcasts because how many mums have got their kids in the back I do this when I'm listening to podcasts I'm sometimes like oh god I'm gonna have to turn this down I know, Um, you're aiming that at me, aren't you? I need to stop swearing. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I can't fucking help it. Right, George, back on Tuesday? (laughs) We'll see you on Tuesday. Insanity Group. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.